Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Joy with the heart that has no 
Amen. And we believe that he can do miracles and signs, and he can do that through us. We can proclaim the name of Jesus over anything. He's going to do greater works through us when we believe in that awesome, mighty God who's already done so much for me, already provided so much for me, who's taking care of me. Oh, God, there's no one else who's been there in those tough times when we could run to him. He has been there for me countless times. Thank you, Jesus. We believe the greater works can be done through his mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, it's Jesus. At the name of the Lord, heaven, he will bow. All creations will cry out his greatness. And your sons and your daughters are filled with power that is found in the name of Jesus. At the name of the Lord, we are singing praise for the things that he has done for us. Now in faith we unite and we give him thanks for the goodness that he'll do through us. name of Jesus, signs and miracles on the earth as it is in heaven. Greater work shall we do in the name of Jesus, signs and miracles on the earth as it is in heaven. At the name of the Lord we are seen will bow. All creation will cry out its greatness, and your sons and your daughters are filled with power that is found in the name of Jesus. At the name of the Lord we are singing praise for the things that he has done for us. Now in faith we unite and we give him thanks for the goodness that he'll do through us. Greater work shall we do in the name of Jesus. Signs and miracles on the earth as it is in heaven. Greater in the name of Jesus, signs and miracles on the earth as it is in heaven. So rise up and walk, depression will flee. The ruler of darkness, get thee behind me. My healing is here, I claim victory. Oh, by the power of Jesus in me. So rise up and walk, depression will flee. The ruler of darkness, get thee behind me. My healing is here, I claim victory. Oh, by the power of Jesus in me. So rise up and walk, depression will flee. The ruler of darkness, get thee behind me. My healing is here, I claim victory. Oh, by the power of Jesus in me, greater work shall we do in the name of Jesus. Signs and miracles on the earth, as it is in heaven. Greater work shall we do in the name of Jesus. Signs and miracles on the earth, as it is in heaven. 
Is the name. 
praise God. Amen. If he has been, if the Lord has been very good to you, why don't you stand up and why don't you give him, amen, a worthy praise, a worthy praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. We are in the process of upgrading our sound system. It's going to cost quite a bit of money. And uh, if you would like to help contribute toward that, all you have to do let Sister Janelle know, and uh, that will help us, uh, amen, that will help us move forward here. This, everything, as far as the sound, uh, is probably, well, it's about 16 years old, and so we are upgrading that, and we hope to get started on it this coming week, and uh, amen, we gotta, we got to keep going this way, right? Got to keep going this way. Hallelujah. All right. We are so thankful for the goodness of God, and we are glad you are here with us today. And uh, believe it or not, next weekend is the 4th of July weekend. Amen. All right. We're going to call your attention this morning to the book of Exodus, chapter number 16. We're going to read uh, verse number 4 and then 14 through 18. If I can get those lights turned down, please. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. 14, when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the frost on the ground. That's pretty small, huh? And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna, for they knew not what it was. And Moses said unto them, this is the bread which the Lord hath given you. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so. Some gathered more, some gathered less. And... Uh, there's a lot right there. And when they did meet it or measure it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. Amen. And I'd like to speak to you this morning on this thought. Today, heaven is open for you. Today, heaven is open for you. There is one catch. You've got to be hungry. If you're not hungry, 
really don't uh, do you any good. But I believe that there is someone that is hungry today. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother McCune if he would pray. And uh, uh, I need somebody. There's a pitcher on my desk, a water pitcher. If somebody would get that for me and bring it, I would appreciate that. Amen. Brother McCune, if you would pray, please. Father, we thank you today for your blessings, your mercies, your forgiveness, Lord God. We yes. can come to you at any time and receive of you what we need. And it's now, Lord, that you would feed us, Brother Matt, and give us the spiritual food that we need today to grow stronger day by day. We might walk in your will and purpose. Join your messenger in your message today. We might be enlightened and uplifted. All right, the Lord bless you. You may be seated. We will set that there for just a moment. Imagine you are stuck at a railroad crossing. How many of you like waiting on trains? I could tell you a story. I've shared it before. When I was uh, in a hurry and I got out of my car and I told the conductor or one of the people that uh, was blocking my way, there was a train there, and I told him to move the train. <laughs> Needless to say, he thought I was a little bit crazy. But imagine you're stuck at a railroad crossing. You have to endure a 60-car freight train loaded with 4 million pounds of food. You wait until that's over. You think everything's good, but no, wait, another train is right after that first one. This train is a tanker carrying water. This baby's long. 180 cars long carrying 11 million gallons of water. Both those pass, and there's another train following that one. This one's about 120 cars long, carrying approximately 8 million pounds of wood. You follow these trains and see what in the Sam Houston is going on. <laughs> you finally arrive at the train's destination. You look out, it's nothing but wilderness. You're thinking, what in the world? And then you look over the, that little hill and you are looking at tens of thousands of tents, covering an area of about 300 miles. Now, in modern times, you would be looking at one day's provision for approximately 300 million people, or about 3 million people out there in the wilderness. That would go on for 40 years. Every day you would have to wait at that train crossing. Who are these people? A group of 3 million recently freed slaves out of Egypt, of whom their leader, some guy by the name of Moses, got his instructions from a bush on fire. He's been leading these people for about two months, a little over two months, 
in this wilderness. They're telling everyone they are God's chosen people on their way to the promised land. And after two months, their provisions were running low. And this is what it would be like watching God supply the need of his people. These trains would go through town every day for 40 years. Get a picture of that in your mind. And the focus of God's provision is the manna. We know that there was quail. We know that there was water. But we're told that this manna that God came, rained out of heaven, he told him, he says, I'm going to open the doors, the windows of heaven for you today. I want you to understand that is not just a word for those people that were wandering around aimlessly about 4,000 years ago. That word is for you today and God has opened, heaven is open today, folks. God has not closed his store. It is open, and the only thing that he requires is for you to be hungry. See, they accuse Moses of leading them out here to die of hunger and thirst. We're told they began to look back at the flesh pots of Egypt saying at least they were able to eat until they were full. The Lord said to Moses, Moses, he says, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain amount every day. When the dew was gone up in the morning, there lay a small round thing, as small as the frost on the ground. He said, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Each day, every person is, get, is together an omer, not homer, an omer, which is 3.6 liters, which is about one and a half of these things. So every morning, they go out, and there is... The Bible calls it angel's food. That's what it calls it. Born of heaven. Angel's food. Every morning they go out, and the Bible says that some of them gathered more. You know, got them greedy people, right? And then some of them just gathered a little bit. But we're told that when they measured it, God measured it according to his word, which he said you are to pick up an omer, and the, the implication there is those ones that gathered more, it still only, bottom line was, it only came out to the amount that God gave them. And those that came up short, you know, maybe 
they got up a little bit later and they could only find uh, a little bit before the sun got too high. The Bible says they gathered up just a little. Guess what? It was still the same amount. And they said, you were together that much according to every person in your tent. If you had five kids, then you would get five of these babies. They'd do that every day. Every day, you go out, you fill up your pitcher, and that is going to get you through the day. Now, but now, notice that when the sun got too hot, in other words, if you slept in or you had a lazy streak in you, right, the food was gone for the day. So it says, and you didn't eat. Unless you got some of mom or dad's, you know. And get, there was no leftovers. Those that tried to set it on the shelf for tomorrow, guess what happened? Worms got into it. And he said, and on the sixth day, go out and get twice as much because on the Sabbath, it's not going to rain for you. You pick up twice as much on, on the day before the Sabbath, and that'll get you through, amen, until the day after the Sabbath. So there it was. And by the way, now, Deuteronomy 8 and 29 tells us, now get the picture here. You got the trains, you got the visual of the trains coming by every day. Okay, that's God's provision for one day to feed His people. And Deuteronomy 8 and chapter 8 and 29 tells us, get this, their clothes never wore out. I'm just reading it to you, okay? Their feet never swelled up, or one translation says, never got blisters on them. And their sandals never wore out. Now that's what it says. You know, you can read different commentaries and you can come up with all kinds of craziness. I'm just reading it there, okay? I'm the kind of guy that I read it and I, I tend to believe it. Now, okay. Now imagine this. An entire generation, 40 years, an entire generation grew up with manna being the normal. In other words, they lived for 40 years. A generation grew up. They lived every day in the miraculous provision supplied by God and they didn't think it was abnormal. Right? Can I get an amen? In other words, those kids, they didn't think it was the miraculous 
of God just supplying their every need every day because they knew every morning they went out there and they gathered it up and it was nourishment for the day. And they didn't have to go to Walmart four times a week to buy clothes, apparently. I don't know. That was normal. Church, hello. What is God's normal? You see, a miracle is not a miracle to God. He's, he doesn't. That's normal to him. He, it's not a miracle to him when he raises somebody from the dead. That's just who he is. And in addition to that, we're talking a generation that just, that was their normal way of life. And in addition, there was the glory cloud that gave them shade from the sun out in the middle of the wilderness in the daytime. And there was the pillar of fire that gave them light and warmth in the nighttime. And in fact, Psalm 78, 16 says, And he brought streams also out of the rock. Okay? There was a rock involved, okay? The waters came. It says he brought streams also out of the rock and caused water to run down like a river. <laughs> Listen. These folks, that generation, they simply knew God as a normal provider of anything and everything that they needed to get through the day. It wasn't a miracle for them that they walked outside and they gathered angels' food. That was a normal way of life. Who's your God? How big is He? How rich is He? Oh, I hope somebody gets it. 1 Corinthians 10.4, we know this very there. The rock that followed them was Christ. He commanded the clouds from above. He opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna. Angels' food, the corn of heaven. Jesus would go on to say that he was the manna that came down from heaven. I've got to get a, a couple of amens out there, really. Heaven is open for you today. But you've got to be hungry. You got to be hungry for God. You got to be hungry for Sister Reyes, Brother Ali, talking about the will of God. You got to be hungry for something that is not just an ordinary thing that you are currently living. You've got to be hungry.
Give us this day our daily bread. Give no thought for tomorrow. Your Father knows you have need. Philippians 4.19, Paul commending the church for their gift, he goes on to say, they are a fragrant aroma in which God delights. And Paul says, and I know how to live both in low-income housing and I know how to live in the palace. He says, I've learned to be content with the provision that God puts into my life. I know, Sister Kathleen, we know what it's like to live in northeast Pasco in a single wide trailer. Hello. And I know what it's like that when God continues to bless me and bless our lives and develop us and mold us and to shape us, not because we're anything big, not because that we're anything out of the ordinary, simply because that we simply follow His lead in that wilderness journey called life, and I'm still looking for the promised land. Paul goes on to say, he says, and my God will supply. My God, he said, my God will supply every need of yours according to Brother Larry's riches. According to Brother Alex's riches bank account. No, he said, my God, the one that I serve, the one that I know that he can bless me abundantly. He says, my God will bless you according to your need by his riches in heaven. Why? Because he is the one that can open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Because he's rich. Jesus said he was going away to prepare a place for us that where he is, there we may be also. I believe that the shelves are being well stocked with his riches today in that place that he is preparing for me. I believe the shelves are stocked. Manna comes, listen to this, manna comes from a Greek word that describes a heavenly provision of supernatural sustenance. The manna in the wilderness had the ability to meet whatever need was present for the day. Now, we know that a generation died in the wilderness. But we don't read anywhere. You had the fiery serpent, of course, that bit them. But we don't read anywhere of where they got sick and died. I don't know. 
when they came there, maybe they just, boom. You know, quick way to go. That's the way we all want to go, right? Quick. No supper. We don't know. But, the, but that word manna, it is angel's food. It is manna from heaven. It has the potential to sustain you in every day for whatever obstacle, for whatever need that you have for the day. Jesus said, give us, he says, this is the way I would like you to pray. He said, worship me, give me praise, give me honor to my name. And he says, and, and pray that he will give you your daily substance to get you through the challenges that are going to face you in today's world. How many of you ever get stressed? How many of you believe that the manna is the answer? Come on, people. What do you need? Whatever need you have for the current day, Jesus said that he was the manna that came down from heaven. He said, ask anything, anything in my name, whatever need you have, but you've got to be, those people when they walked out, when they walked out of the tent, you know, they could have very easily, they could have looked out the door and they could have said, well, it's just, it's just manna again. In fact, later on in the book, it says that they became frustrated by the way, discouraged by the way, and they began to turn their nose up. How many of you ever had little kids, right? Anybody ever had babies and kids? And you tell them to eat the peas. Right? Listen, understand is that if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we open this book and it becomes the same old, same old words that we have read for the last 40 years and it becomes just like stale bread. But you have, but if you wake up, and you recognize that, in fact, Jesus himself said, I am the manna that came down from heaven. If you wake up in the morning and you're hungry, there's a reason why that the Bible talks about fasting. Because when you're hungry, okay, you're hungry. You and I, we have to be on a continual hunger for that manna that comes from heaven, His Word. We've got to continue to have a hunger for it. It can't become stale bread. How many of you like stale bread? How many of you like leftovers? There's a reason why I don't like leftovers, because it's biblical. But you got you got to be you got to be hungry. 
Today, heaven is open for you. Exodus 14, they were coming out of, out of Egypt. They were at a place where there was no forward and there was no backwards. Moses said, God, what are we to do? God said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord today. See, sometimes we were so inapt of looking in the rearview mirror spiritually and we think that all of the glory days are in the past. No, sir. The glory days are staring you if you will look through your front windshield and you will understand that today is the day of salvation. Today can be a day that God can do the miraculous in your life because it is no miracle to Him. It's everyday business for Him. His store is wide open. It's 24-7 that you have access to His riches. Bible says, ah, oh, the psalmist 118.24, he said, today, this day, today is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, come on, folks. If there was ever a day that we needed to get excited for living for God, it's a day that you and I live in because we are a witness to the last days that have been written in this book for so many years. But if we're not careful, we lose the hunger and we lose that rejoicing that the Bible taught. There, listen, there is a reason, there is a foundational principle in that manna that was delivered to those people. He knew that when it came to their their physical hunger, that those people, they might miss it for a day or two, but give them a couple of days without food, they would be out there picking that and filling that pitcher up. It's the same thing with you and I. We've got to remain hungry for God. We've got to remain God. That I am hungry for you today to do something out of the ordinary in my life. Still see that freight train? That's every day for 40 years going by. God taking care of His people that are in the wilderness journey. But they're looking for the promised land. His mercy, the Bible says, is new every morning. Every morning it's new. It's not a one-time taste test. You ever gone through, I think mainly it's like, uh, what's the big store? Costco? Yeah, they have all those little itty-bitty things set up. and Like, oh, would you like to taste this wonderful thing that we're selling today? And they give you about that much, right? You say, can I have seconds? Because that's not enough, right? But listen, this is not, this is not a taste test. Okay? This is a consistent 
supply of spiritual, heavenly nourishment that will enable you and I to move forward regardless of the opposition, manna that will give you power to overcome. Heaven is open for you today. Heaven is open for you today. It just depends on whether you are hungry and whether we have a need. I wake up in the morning, if I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. If I wake up not feeling good, I'm saying, you know what I do? Crazy, right? I say, say, hey, Lord, you know, if you would touch my body, I could get on with business a lot sooner. Right? I count on him prior to going to the drugstore, prior to going to the El Daco. But you understand, this is, it wasn't a miracle to an entire generation that lived on the manna. It was normal. What would happen? What, would, what is the possibility of, of the church of our day to live in and for God in a way that when the miraculous does happen, we just say, well, that's normal. That's the way things are supposed to work. God's supposed to take care of me. God's supposed to heal me. I believe that. Numbers 21.4, but the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. <clears throat> what do you need today? Healing? Direction? Financial miracle? Salvation? Need God to work on your spouse a little bit? Need God to work on your kids a little bit? Need God to work on you a little bit? That's a miracle. That takes a miracle. Because we're always willing for God to work on other people, but not so willing when it comes to Him, you know. Different story. As you stand with us today, listen to Revelation 2, 16 and 17. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the church. To him that overcometh, I will give him the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and upon the stone a new name written, which no one knows but he that receives it. Whoa, what in the world? To him that overcometh. Let me kind of give you an explanation of that. 
when a friendship was formed back in those days, okay, there was what they called a tessera hospitalis that was given when a friendship was formed. It was a four-sided either piece of wood or stone. Have a brick, but we'll pretend like this maybe is a brick. All right? And it was divided in two. Oh, I need I need a I need a gym coach. Jimi Hendrix, come on up. All right. Here, yeah, hop up there. He didn't hop. Yeah, there you go. Okay. When a friendship was formed, this Tessera Hospitalis, it was divided into two. What? Each one, I don't have it. Did you bring your pen? Did you bring your writing stick? But what each one would do is they would write their name on their hat. And then they would exchange it. No one knew except the two parties involved that they had formed a relationship of friendship. Nobody knew. My name went to him. His name went to me. It was very carefully, it was a prized item in their lives, and it entitled the owner to protection and hospitality. Nobody knew it. When a new person is given, when a new person's a name is given in the Bible, it expresses the step which had been taken to a higher, truer life, a change of heart, and an elevation of character. Jesus said, I have come to give life and more abundant life. When I took on his name, in water baptism. When I repented of my sins and I took on the name of Jesus Christ in water baptism, what he did for me was he wrote his name on half and I wrote my name on the other half. And I exchanged. He got the worst end of the deal, we know. And I got his name. With the guarantee that he would always provide a place for me. And his protection 
would always be with me. I carry that with me. I have a new name. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, forever. The shelves are full. There is no inflation. There is no shortage. If you have exchanged names with the Lord God of glory, His name is Jesus. You understand what he has given you? He has given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And his name, his name authorizes you access to whatever glory and riches that he has. comes your train. Your train. That train is for you today. Heaven's open for you today. Don't think that God is just going to bring, you know, your blessing in a wheelbarrow. You got to think better. You need to see that train rolling down the tracks and it's got your name on it. I close with just a short little story that happened to me early on in life when I began to serve God. I've shared it so many times, but it is so relevant to my life even today. I gave my heart to God, and I, there was nobody in the church. I had no family. I had, I knew nobody except a couple of ex-cons. I was living in a $75 a month shack. Boy, I was convinced in the God that I served because He was a changing. I was a young man that was used to going to concerts and rock festivals and having to get a little bit loaded up in order to express whatever. Boy, not no more. I found me a place where I could express my worship to a God that was alive. Nobody told me I couldn't do it. They said, yeah, you can worship God. You can tell him how great he is. Whoa. You can clap your hands. You can get a little crazy. You can talk in tongues. You can shout. Jump. There was a little bit of a problem with me because I 
I wasn't making a lot of money. But I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was paying my tithes plus and all of the goodies that went around with it. One day I went home from my my glorified job of a lot lizard. I popped open my fridge and there was nothing there. Zero. I said, said, God, this ain't right. This ain't right. I've done everything. on my door immediately no more had I closed the door of that fridge and and uttered that prayer if you will knock on my door I opened the door there was a brother from the church who had a large pizza in his hands and pizza was my favorite at that time not no more but he said hey brother Grant I just felt led that you needed this for from me tonight. It was a life changer. I never doubted God from there on. I never questioned that he was going to take care of me as long as I was hungry for him. He was always going to supply my need according to his riches. Here comes your train. Your train is crossing right in front of you today. That is not my train. That is not his train. That is your train coming at you full locomotive with God's provision according to what you are in need of and what you are hungry for and what you can believe him for. Your spiritual freight train crossing your train. How about it today? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry for something from God today? Is there a need in your life today? It's right here this morning. It's right here. There is a... (laughs) There is an omer. There's an omer here today of God's provision for you. You are the one that has to reach out and get it. Nobody can give it for you. You gotta, you gotta find it. I'm here to tell you, to remind you this morning that God is here and He has everything for your future, but it starts today starts today. You can't look at him to start something in your life tomorrow. It starts today. Last night was the end of yesterday. Hi. Today's it. And heaven 
is open for you today. Would you come? You need something from God? Is he, has he became stale? Is that, you, you look, look behind you. Is the rock following you? Is there a stream of living water that is still bursting up within your soul? Is the Holy Ghost moving in your life? Is the Spirit of the Lord moving in your life? Thank you, Sister Reyes, for that lesson. Come on, folks. When is the last time the Holy Ghost moved on you in such a way that you began to speak in tongues? When is the last time that you believed that you were so hungry that you believed God and you asked Him to save one of your loved ones? Oh, Jesus. Come on, would you come? Invite every each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you. You are here. Healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, turning lives around, I worship you. Stop, 
You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you
Yeah. You just sent me dates of September. Was the church being used or? No, I thought it's called planning conference. Yeah, probably. And see, I'm, I have to.